Darren here, happy new years, happy 2018. You're gonna love this audio content. It's fresh right off the frying pan. It's still got sizzle on it. This is audio that we extracted from our Eyes That See conference this last weekend with Charlie Robinson. Now, you may be thinking, Charlie, who? Well, Charlie Robinson is this prophet, teacher, spiritual father who's kind of like the for reals Forrest Gump of Canada and and the U and the US. Um yep, he is he's Canadian, but like I, I would say when it comes to any sort of kind of like revival catalyst supernaturalist that's been running with the things of God uh, for any amount of time that they know who this guy is because this guy has been a history shaper on uh, on the back end uh, uh, behind the scenes and he's literally been fathering uh revival catalysts on the earth for for quite a long time. And so um I just love this guy's posture, his heart, and his gifting. He, this is one of those guys that um, is is just as engaging and and um, and equipping off the stage as he is on the stage. We spent countless hours with him, eating with him, uh, hanging out, drinking coffee with him, having him speak into what he's seeing in the spirit regarding our context and revival um, in Seattle and what the Lord's doing elsewhere and 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 different revival links and 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 it, 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 just a, it was just such a fascinating time um, with him. Now, in this podcast, um, he's going to be talking about where you came from, and this is a teaching that I haven't necessarily heard before. But I thought I thought it was great, and I think you're really going to enjoy it as well. But before we dive into it, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast, and you can do that on SoundCloud or iTunes. I personally use iTunes because I got an iPhone and an iPad and a Mac and all that kind of thing. But if you're on a Droid, just subscribe on SoundCloud. Now, the easiest way to do this on iTunes is just to go to this link that I created. It's kind of a shortcut. It's thedarrenshow.com. And when you subscribe, all the latest content will flow automatically right onto your tablet, onto your computer, or onto your mobile device. But if you'd be willing to do one more thing for me, that would be incredible leave a review. Reviews are a big deal on iTunes. It's kind of like the word of mouth of podcasts. It kind of adds a certain level of legitimacy. And I know that my legitimacy comes from Christ Jesus, that Jesus is my identity. But outside of that, <laughs> reviews are pretty important. So please go and do that. If you would do that, that would be super cool. And then we can be friends. <laughs> I'm just having fun. To do that, just go to thedarrenshow.com. Again, that's thedarrenshow.com. I am so excited about what God is doing on the earth, what he's doing in the Pacific Northwest, what he's doing in the nations, what he's doing in the church, in government, in entertainment, in education, um, all the advances and reformation that's taking place within uh, the Bride of Christ as they engage with the active presence and revival dynamic of God on the earth. This is one of the best times to be alive and you're going to want to stay connected. It's all going down right here, right now on the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. Let's go. Connecting, equipping, and promoting emerging supernaturalists. <laughs> Being created for such a time as this. All right, and here we go. <laughs> there is more. He said, what? But I want you to go to Revelation, not Revelation, Isaiah. You say, that's like different stuff. Yeah, it's different. Let's find out where you came from. Do you know where you came from? I'm going to show you where you came from. Ah, where did you come from? 
Where did age come from? No. Okay. Let's see, you came from a pit. <laughs> I love saying that when it's in the Bible. Foul thing. Norva would say, you flaky thing, you. That's what he'd say. Isaiah 51. Listen to me, you who follow after righteousness, you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. <laughs> the Bible says that. Now, so I said it. Now you're like, oh, that is in the Bible. Thank God he's not an idiot. That's what, well, right? Some, you weren't thinking that, but some people do. I like saying things that are in the Bible that we don't think are in the Bible, but they're in the Bible. It says you were hewn from a rock and dug from a pit. What does that mean? That's King James. You were mined. M-I-N-E-D from a mine. On the backside of the throne of God. And I've seen it. Because the throne of God is all rock. And I've seen it. And I've been on the backside of the throne of God. It's all rock. Jesus is your rock. But the reality is, the throne of God is like a big mountain like a rock. And I've seen where I got hewn out of. And I've seen all the clefts of the rock all the way in the back. And God took me for about a three-day voyage up the back of the, the mountain of God. It was one of the most amazing things. When David says, you, you set me on my high places. And in the Song of Solomon, it says, in the cleft of the rock, in the secret place, let me see your face, let me hear your voice. You have one of those in the spirit. But it's not just in the spirit, because you see it in heavenly places, you have a cleft in the rock, in the throat of God, right under God, right under God's arms, which is the wings of God. Wow. Psalm 91. You're under the wings of God. He'll cover you with his feathers. You sit, uh, under his wings, you're going to sit. Do you already do in the spirit if you do it? There's a cleft in the rock, in the throne, because the throne's not a chair. The throne is a mountain, so high you can't see the top of it. But I was on the backside of the, of the mountain of God for three days. God took me up there when I was worshiping God. And, I, and I, I didn't even know where I was. I was on this rock. I was on this mountain. I thought, where am I? I couldn't even see anything. It was a path about four or five inches wide. And, I, and I'm walking. All of a sudden, I, the more I'd worship, the more I'd go up. And I was going up and up and up and up and up. And it was so amazing. I passed all these cliffs of the rock. And I saw where people come from. And, with, and it says right here in the Bible. It says, look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. You are a living stone, but you're not a piece of cement. You're a jewel that was mined in heaven. A spirit that God placed on the earth and gave a body to. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And a personality wow. and desires and eyes and noses and ears and hair and skin, feet and hands. You are mind, M-I-N-E-D. You belong to God. You're a living stone. And together we're living stones and we form a building. We come out of heaven. We're not just like a dog or whatever they are, animals. We're special to God. We're his most loved creation. Other than the Son of God, the only begotten, Jesus. We're a close second, though, because we're co-heirs. But you're a living stone, every one of you. You may not think highly of yourself, but God does. Every one of you has a color. Every one of you. Every one of you is actually a living stone. The Bible says it, not me. The Bible says you were hewn. It says a pit in the Old Testament. It literally means a mine. You were mined by God. Look to the rock from which you came out of. I saw the rock where you came out of. This is nothing new, weird doctrine. It's the Bible. If, there's, if you came from a rock, then there's a rock that you'll be able to see when you go there. If you are hewn from a mind, you'll see the mind where you got hewn from. People, people say they believe the Bible. Most don't believe the Bible. They want to believe the Bible. They try to believe the Bible. They hope to believe the Bible. 
But my experience is, is I, don't, I don't see and believe. I believe and see. Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of the Lord? To Lazarus' sister. David said, I would have fainted had I not seen, had I not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Not just believed it. He said, I would have fainted had I not believed that I would see it in the land of the living. Not when I died in the land of the living. The goodness of God. What is the goodness of God? It's the glory of God. Moses said, show me your glory. God says, I'll cause all my goodness to pass before you. These are the realities of the kingdom. That God wants to give to you and to your children the promises. And we have a low level of Christianity for the most part because we don't know. We don't realize. I want to say this in the right way. We need to reach for the stars. We tell, you know, children, you know, they tell them in public school, reach for the stars, which means reach for your highest dream. Why don't we do that when God is dreaming with us? Reach for that dream. Believe. Some of you need to have your hope restored. Some of you have lost your hope in the things that God has told you. Or maybe you failed. You think that's it. It's not it. I I hear God saying tonight, Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? We just need to show up. You don't get holy and then you go to God. You go to God to get holy. You don't get holy to go to God. You go to God to get holy. Well, you can't bite off more than you can chew. You know what? If you're not biting off more than you can chew, you're not living. You've got to live on the edge of your faith on the other side. Faith is a line. On this si- uh, uh, faith, faith is a line, literally. On this side of it is everything you have and everything you've done, everything you know, everything you possess, everything you've gained. All those things, you don't need faith. People say, well, I have faith to sit on that chair. No, you don't. If the chair breaks, it's a rotten chair. You don't have faith to sit on a chair. You just sit on the chair. You've sat on a chair so many times, you know the chair will hold you. Where you need faith is for the things you don't have. But on that line of faith, the devil lies in front of every single living person, the same thing, and it's called fear. And it's the fear of the unknown. The fear of stepping out and making a mistake. The fear of blowing it. The fear of giving a false prophecy. The fear of not being right. The fear of what do my friends think? The fear of what do my relatives think? What do my children think? What do my parents think? The fear of thinking. The fear of thinking and caring what other people think and not stepping out because they care too much about what other people think. Or they're locked in and they're so shy, which is one of the highest forms of pride is shyness because you care more about what people think about you than what God thinks about you. I'm not saying quietness is shyness, but real shyness where people won't move and they're petrified to move. Why? Because they feel that people will reject them. I'm not motivated by whether anybody likes my Facebook. Are you kidding me? And yet there's a whole generation growing up that if a few people like what they put on, they feel better about themselves. This is horrible. We haven't taught young people that they come from the heart of God, that God created them. They didn't come from a monkey. They didn't come from junk. They didn't come from nothing. They didn't come from a blob. They, can't, they have a father. They have a creator. And his name is God. And he created them. He mined them. He formed them. Before they were in their mother's womb, God knew them before. They were even there. Well, how did he do that? He mined them. The Bible, I'm going to read it again because it sounded a little like, oh, you're from a pit. Yep. Man from a pit. Sort of sounded like somebody Southern. Listen to me, you follow after righteousness, you who seek the Lord. So you know who's going to hear this? Only those that are seeking after righteousness and seeking the Lord. It's 10 o'clock, I'm almost done. 
Look to, I said that a half an hour ago, but I really am. Look to the rock from which you were hewn. Look to the rock from which you were hewn. Look to the rock from which you were hewn. This is Old Testament. Look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the pit, the hole of the pit from which you were like, you know how you used to read that and pass over that really quick. I'm like the hole of the pit. It came from a hole in the pit. Come on, God. That's what good news is that? No. Then I found out he mined me. I came from a mine. Now, I came from the quirky part of the mine. I understand that. <laughs> if you don't think God is quirky, and I say a holy quirky, then you missed everything. Look at the prophets. You think that's quirky? No, he's, not, he's the norm, not us. So he'll seem quirky to us, and he likes that. He doesn't mind giving you a dream. You don't understand it. You're like, that was the quirkiest thing. Well, it came from God. He does it on purpose because you can't figure out God. God is past figuring out. His ways are past finding out. His thoughts, as far as the, 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 the heavens are above the earth, is, uh, that's how far his thoughts are from our thoughts and his ways from our ways. So don't try to figure him out. So he'll appear very quirky sometimes. You don't, we don't understand it, but it you don't have to understand He's The whole reason he does that is so you don't try to understand it. The moment you don't try to understand it, you'll get it. The fact that he loves you. But what will interfere is the carnal mind. The carnal mind, it doesn't mean you're going to the carnal mind, the sinning mind that's out there sinning. Yeah, I could be that. But most of the time, it's not that. The carnal mind is an enemy against God. It's an enmity against God. It means your thought life will not be until you put, you put that under control and under captivity, your thought life will actually be an enemy to God. And when you try to think, figure out the things of God, it'll take its place, the place of your heart and then you'll miss it. And if you don't watch out, a religious spirit will come and you think you're doing exactly what God wants you to do. You become very familiar with a God you barely know and you become familiar, familiar. Instead of being friends with God, you're familiar with God. And after a while, really, you just go through the motions. Think you're pleasing God and you're not. You're so far away from God, but you're familiar with him, but you're not friendly with him. Lord, Lord, I did all these things. Here's what it says. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah who bore you. For I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. For the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort, what is Zion? The hill of the Lord. The hill of the Lord. The hill of the Lord. Hill of the, Mount Zion in the natural is, is the, 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 the natural, first natural, and then you got the mountain in heaven. That, that's what it represents, is Mount Zion. It says in the book of Revelation, I saw lambs standing on Mount Zion. Yeah. I've been on that mountain. It's terrifying and great all at the same time. Still, God still terrifies me every once in a while, and it's a good thing. When I, not in a bad way, good way. When you say terrifying, I mean, God's so big. I mean, you know, even Moses trembled. I mean, we do tremble. We should tremble. We rejoice with trembling. So I can't just be flippant and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to rejoice and laugh and, and, and hee-haw, and, and nothing matters, not have the fear of the Lord. You've got to have the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's not the end of wisdom. Well, it is the end of wisdom, but it's the beginning of wisdom mostly. The end of wisdom is Jesus. Because wisdom is not information. Wisdom is personalized information given to you. It's not information. It's personalized information given to you. Wisdom is not information. Most people are looking at wisdom as, as information, not information. It's personalized information for you. Because wisdom is personalized. It's called the she in the Bible. It's called if you make wisdom her sister, if you make her your, your kin or your relative. The Bible says that wisdom and sanctification, that Christ has been made into your wisdom. It's personalized. Christ has been made into your wisdom. Well, don't look for wisdom out there. Look for wisdom here. Because Christ has been made into your wisdom. So wisdom's not a way out here that you don't have. You already have the wisdom. You just need to know that Christ has been made into your wisdom. And that's where you get your wisdom from here, not here, and not there. Most people are looking for here to there to get wisdom. They never find it. It's like a file cabinet. They go through it and through it and through it. And it's not there. And they go through it for 10 years. They can't get it. Because it's not in the filing cabinet. It's here. 
Christ has been made into you wisdom, sanctification, and righteousness. So because he's been made those things unto us, and he's in us, we need to look in us. And it says this, for the Lord will comfort Zion, will comfort all her waste places, will make her wilderness uh, like Eden, and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in it, thanksgiving, the voice of melody. Let's stand up. But you know what, most of all, I want you to fulfill what God has called you to do. And I've learned through experiences, like with Jeremy, I'm so proud of what he's doing. Proud of God, what, he's, what God's doing through Jeremy. I love Jeremy Miranda. I've known Miranda since she was young. And would come to our meetings, and she's an amazing woman of God. They both are. Lord, bless them tonight. And my son, who's in San Diego tonight, ministering as well. I love what God is doing in the next generation. Bobby, Bobby's the leader in loving what the next generation is doing, Bobby Connor. So we bless Bobby. We thank him, Lord. Thank you for, for him. We thank you for sending people like Bob Jones and Bill Johnson and John Arnott. And, and these guys, and this guy's dad, this guy's dad's tape I listened to years ago, I wanted to throw it out of the car. I listened to it 10 minutes, I thought, this guy, whoa, who is this guy? And then, then two minutes later, I said, God, I've never heard anything like this. I listened to it over and over and over, and it literally transformed my life. Wow. Now, just being you and God, and stopping all the, the useless stuff that we do, thinking that it's spiritual, when all God wants us to do is sit there like Mary. Martha was doing all that work, all that work, and Mary had broken through in the atmosphere and was just sitting there at Jesus' feet. That's what this is all about, you guys. So, Father, I thank you. We need to learn how to sit at your feet, rest in you, help us to break through, Lord, in, in, in the natural realm and the spiritual realm, break through into your rest. Give us that divine, supernatural order to break through into the rest of God. Lord, touch people tonight. Touch their bodies. Bring healing. Bring healing. Bring healing. Let the rains, I see rain coming. Lord, let the rain come on them. Let the rain come on their heads. Let you, I want you to be the glory and the lift of their head. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wow, I see something over you that I won't even say what it is. so amazing. And it's coming down, and God will tell me what it is, but it's the most wonderful realities coming down over people's heads. I see the glory and the lift of your head coming. I'm telling you, it's coming down right now. It's coming down over your heads. You, you put your hands up. Come on, just a mo few moments more because the reality of heaven's coming down right now over your heads, over your heads. I'm talking about over your heads, over your heads, over your heads, over your heads. He's the glory and the lifter of your head. The you know what the Bible says in Psalm 3? It says, many are those who rise up against me. Many are those who say there is no hope for him in God. But you, O Lord, are the shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. God's going to restore your hope. Without hope, you can't have faith because faith is the substance of things hoped for. God is going to restore people's hope because many have said to you, there is no hope for you in God. But the Bible says, but you, O Lord, are a shield to me, my glory and the lifter of my head. Come on, let's give a big shout tonight. Yeah, God. <laughs>